Welcome back to another episode of Tech Tuesday on the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll be right back with today's tech guest, but first we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are three great organizations that you should really be a part of. So check out We Coach, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. Now let's have a quick word from our podcast sponsors. We want to give a shout out to Sideline Interactive Indoor Score Tables and Video Displays. You've heard me say before that we've got a Sideline Interactive Score Table in our gym. It's probably one of the best purchases I ever made. They not only generate income for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. We use ours for games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. They're tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear. Snap Connect is their family engagement platform. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website. And SnapRaise is their fundraising platform that's helped schools just like yours raise thousands and thousands of dollars. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else has that. Go to SnapRaise.com for more information. That's SnapRaise.com. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to Huddle.com. Change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And huddle gave us the tools to help our teams, our coaches, and our athletes perform at the highest level. Huddle is a complete professional grade solution for the challenges you face with your teams. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the six million users and turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for all your events, not just games, but dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. They'll show you how to scan the attendees, collect your revenue, and every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank our good friends at Wall of Fame. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com if you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards or your school's Hall of Fame. Uh, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. And if you go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, they're going to help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. 
We also want to thank Final Forms. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake and find out all the ways that Final Forms can help you and your coaches and your parents. Uh, Final Forms can help everybody in your community with uh, reminders about policies, about your physicals, um, all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to someone who gets it, somebody who's walked in your shoes. To take those next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. Finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director uh, Toolbox segment of our regular podcast. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2%, uh, that disgruntled uh, student-athlete or that squeaky-wheel parent. And we need to hear from those 2%, but we also need to hear from the 98% that really love our program. And athletic surveys allows you to collect that data and share it with that squeaky wheel parent and also share it with your boss, your school board and other members of your community. It's a tremendously valuable tool. And if you've never taken the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Tech Tuesday on the Educational AD Podcast. This is another uh, NCAA research segment, but we've got a really cool guest, and she's going to tell you a little bit about herself and her project. We want to welcome Lauren McKeegan to the podcast. Lauren is a research and teaching assistant at the University of Michigan. Uh, she's also worked with uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, you know, she's currently conducting um, a, uh, a research project that she's going to go into, and she's asking for help from our listeners. So, uh, first of all, Lauren McKeegan, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Jake. So happy to be here. Glad this worked out. Well, you and I connected recently, and uh, I thought you'd be a, a great guest for our Tech Tuesday segment, but. Let's go ahead and um, get a little background information. Uh, share with our listeners where you were born, where you grew up. Uh, maybe take us up through those high school years, and uh, then we'll take a quick break and, and find out what you're doing at the University of Michigan. But what's the Lauren McKeegan story so far? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, west side of the state. Um, all my family lives in Canada. I have two younger brothers that go to school in Canada. So me and my parents' brothers were all dual Canadian-American citizens. Um, even though I stayed in state, I ended up being the most expensive kid for my parents because my brothers went back home for them. So it's a little bit cheaper there. Um, so yeah, I went to, from Grand Rapids, I went to East Kentwood High School. Uh, it's one of the bigger high schools on the west side of the state. Sports was huge in our high school. Um, I think we won the, not the state soccer tournament one time when I was in high school and made it to the finals a few times. So that was always huge. Um, I didn't play any varsity sports in high school, but I grew up playing volleyball and hockey. I recently started golfing. That was like a COVID thing. My parents have been trying to get me to do it for a long time between the business aspect and the scholarship aspect, but it took a global pandemic to get me into that. But now I love it. So huge golfer. 
Um, did not play any varsity sports in high school, but still very involved in the sports world. Uh, my dad works in the industry, and so I've had a little bit of exposure to the sports business side of things, just growing up through his job and experiencing some of the things that he does. Um, that is not what I'll be doing upon graduation, even though that is something I'd like to get into down the road, maybe five, 10 years. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. Obviously, now I'm a senior at the University of Michigan. So spent four years here. I'm a business student at the Ross School of Business. I have a history. I have a history minor, history of law and policy. So that's a little bit of background about me. Um, yeah, it's been great. I've been very lucky to attend U of M. It's been an awesome four years. Let's go and talk a little bit about that uh, U of M experience. I actually have been on that campus, uh, I'm going to guess maybe about 10 years ago. Uh, maybe it was not that long. Uh, it was Jim Harbaugh's very first high school football camp. I was fortunate enough to be one of the coaches. I think we had like, I don't know, 1,200 kids there. Uh, so I, I got to see a small part of the campus. What are some things that, you know, now that you spent, uh, you know, four plus years there, uh, what are some things that stick out for you that, that make the University of Michigan special? Absolutely. So obviously game days are huge, especially the past couple of seasons. It's been such a blast. Um, that's kind of the, that was, put a nice little bow on my college tailgating career um, this past season. So that's been definitely a highlight. As far as things that I'm involved with on campus. So we have a undergraduate led consulting group through the sport management program at the School of Kinesiology here. And I've been involved with that throughout all my four years of school. Um, so I started as a new analyst. You do a semester of training to be put on a project. We've worked with groups like the NFL, the MLB, uh, the Dolphins, the New York Islanders. We've done a lot of really cool consulting engagements with a lot of sport businesses. And I've been able to do that because of this sponsored student organization through the sport management program. Um, so that's definitely been a highlight of my time here. I've gotten so much exposure to the sports business world through that. And it's definitely something that I can say, I don't think I'd have any, I wouldn't have any parallel experience anywhere else other than at U of M. Um, so that's taken up a lot of my time. I'm kind of retired from it now as a senior. Um, my last term, I was on e-board, our executive board for two years, and that just ended once the fall semester ended. So I, like I said, I feel like I'm retired from the club now, um, but that's been such a highlight and such a great thing that I've been involved with on campus, taking a lot of time. I also did BBA Council, which is the raw student government for a couple of years. Um, I've always been interested in that aspect of it too, and kind of the working with students in administration, getting things moving, making sure that student voices are represented. Um, so I did that for a few years as well. And then, yeah, other than coursework, that pretty much sums up my experience. I'm finally getting into the IM sports life here. So I'm playing soccer and volleyball. I haven't done any sports in my time because I've been so busy. But now that I'm a part-time student as a senior, I've got time in my schedule. Um, so that's been really fun, too. I've been able to do a little bit more of the intramurals here. Uh, it sounds great. I, I want to talk a little bit more when we come back from our break about the your sports management program uh, experience. For listeners, our guest today is Lauren McKeegan. She's a research and teaching assistant at the University of Michigan. She's also conducting an NIL research project that you could have a, a opportunity to be a part of. We'll hear more about that and some more when we come back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You've heard me say before, we've got a Sideline Interactive indoor score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, we use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies, 
It's tremendously versatile and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom gear for everybody in your program. Snap Manage will help you design an entire website. Snap Connect is their family engagement platform. And Snap Raise is their fundraising platform that we've used, and they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your fundraising money before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else offer that? Go to snapraise.com for more information. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com, use our podcast code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Tuesday on the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Lauren McKeegan, a research teaching assistant at the University of Michigan. Lauren, you were uh, talking a little bit about your sport management program experience. Can you share a little bit more of some things that you did or maybe some things that you learned from a leadership position that, that maybe led to uh, your NIL project? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, I am a BBA major, so I'm in the business school and sports management is a separate program than our business program here. Um, but because of my involvement in the student org that I'm in, I've had a lot of exposure to the sport management um, community at the University of Michigan. So basically what that looked like for me was my freshman year, they have this festival thing where all these student orgs are out in the diag and they're advertising their clubs, they're trying to get people to join. Um, and I just kind of stumbled upon this club out in the Diag. Someone was yelling and like throwing flyers around. And I was like, oh, like sports consulting, like that sounds pretty cool. Um, so got to know more about it. We, some clubs on campus are open, some are closed. So we have a behavioral and a case round interview that applicants have to go through to be able to join the club. We normally get between 50 and 100 applicants a semester and we take between eight and 12 a semester. So it's a pretty competitive club to be in. But kind of like I was talking about earlier, the experiences that the club offers are top notch. You can't really get it anywhere else. So it was a little bit daunting as a freshman, like walking on campus the first couple of weeks and being like, oh my God, like this is like a full job interview to try to get into a student org. Um, so it was a little bit intense, but definitely do not regret anything. And the, the way that we've also on, when I was on leaderboard, we've very shipped, shipped. When I was on executive board, um, we tried to make the recruiting process a bit more equitable and welcoming, especially if you're a freshman coming right from high school on a campus and having this very intimidating process put in front of you can be a little bit daunting. And it might steer you away, um, especially as you're trying to get your grounding as a first year student. So that was my freshman year experience was at least walking on campus and having this kind of in front of me, but I seized it and I'm very glad that I did. Um, so since then I did my first semester of training to be put on a project. The first project I was on my second semester freshman year was with Rosetti. Uh, they do building architecture. Um, 
I could name a couple of their buildings. I'm not sure if you know them, but Van Andel Arena and Grand Rapids is one of theirs. Um, it used to be the Corral Center. I think it's now Scotiabank Arena in Ottawa. Canada is also one of theirs. So they design, build, and build stadium and stadiums and arenas. So that was my first project. I then became a project manager. And as a project manager, I oversaw a project with Elevate Sport Ventures, which is essentially kind of the real world version of what we do on campus. So their project specifically with us had three work streams. It was during COVID, major lockdown. We had all of our classes online at this time. So they wanted to know like what are going to be the COVID era partnerships that they could partner teams with that that would make sense even outside of the pandemic. So that was one work stream. Sports betting was another big one because that was just starting to really be up and coming um, in most states. And they wanted to know what are the trends, what are states are closer to legalizing it, and therefore what teams could we help partner, make partnerships with in that sphere. And then the third stream was jersey patches in the NBA and the MLS. So just analyzing that market, what makes sense for a jersey patch partner, what are the terms of the deal, depending on the team in the region that makes sense. And so I kind of project managed um, with a co-PM, a group of 12 analysts to look into those different work streams. Outside of that, I then became our vice president of projects. So I oversaw three projects a semester for two semesters. Um, that was when we had the Pistons, the New York Islanders, and a few other clients as well. And that was a really, as far as leadership goes, that was very developmental in like building those skills um, because you have a number of projects that you're working on, as well as project managers and analysts that are all in those, all very different types of people, all different types of work streams, but you've got to keep pushing forward and making sure that you're helping be an activator for those projects. And so that was definitely pivotal in learning how to manage different people and be flexible to the different timelines of the projects and understand that not, you know, one size doesn't fit all when it comes to management style. So that was definitely a great experience for me. My second year on eBoard, I was our VP of development. So I took over running our new analyst program and basically teaching around 10 new analysts each semester. Here's how you be in the club. Here's how you provide good work to a project. Here's how you engage with clients, Excel, basics. How do you make your slides look decent? Um, just basic business skills that also apply to the sport business world. And actually in that, we, along with our like training modules we do, we also do a mock projects to get our new analysts kind of understanding what it's like to be working in a team environment where you're working with a sport business. And one of the mock projects that I did was based on NIL. So the statement of work, the mock statement of work that we had for them was basically to look into what are the trends in NIL if you're working with a brand or a business, let's say like Wasserman, and they want to get involved in NIL, what's the right route that they could do that, given that there's already so many different players between you have the individual athletes, you have schools, you have these third party platforms like Influencer and Open Doors. How, how do you kind of get all of that under one bucket and start to make sense of it, especially as it's so new and so different? So obviously this was more recent and NIL had, I think had been established for about a year when we started this project, but it'd been something that had been kind of on my mind for a while. The summer that NIL really opened up, 2021, I think July-ish, um, I was just working internship at an insurance agency. I think it was between my sophomore and my junior year, but I remember thinking after like this big press release and they adopted their interim policy, I was like, wow, this is going to be a very interesting next couple of years as this kind of plays out. Um, especially between different divisions, different conferences, and state legislatures, all kind of trying to navigate the same thing with that oftentimes conflicting expectations or regulations. 
So that kind of like was in the back of my mind for a while. Um, and now kind of segueing into this research that I do now or that I'm hoping that I am doing and hoping to you know, make something out of. Um, so yes, everyone at the business school has to do a capstone. Typically they're just one semester and typically it's a class that you take that you'll get some type of real world experience working in a group. Um, we have a FinTech one, we have like tax accounting. It depends on the year, but there are options for people. I think out of the 600 or so people in my graduating class at the business school, there's seven of us that, that decided to do a research thesis for our capstone. Um, and I decided one, I, I knew that NIL was gonna be interesting to me. Um, and then also last winter, so winter of 2022, I took an equity analyst class taught by Dr. Chris Ryder. And when I first saw the title, I figured that meant financial equity, being in a business school and everything. I didn't really, that, that's just where my, my mind went. But this was a DEI equity analytics class. So it was brand new. I took it in its inaugural semester. And after taking that class and having NIL in the back of my mind for a while, I was like, okay, like, I think I know what I want to do for a thesis. Like this this combination of equity and NIL sounds really cool. Um, and so Dr. Ryder, he was a professor for this class. He was a speaker at MIT Sloan, the sport analytics conference. He's had his work featured in ESPN. Um, he's done work on the Rooney Rule and Olympic sport athletic outcomes post-Olympics. Um, so big, he has a big focus on equity, social equity, and entrepreneurship. And he is now my thesis advisor. I kind of talked to him a little bit about this when I was taking his class last year. So yeah, like I think I might want to do this for a thesis, but I'm not sure yet. I have to, you know, take the summer, figure it out, whatever. And he was like, well, you know, if you do, like, I'd love to help out. It sounds really interesting. And it's so new that there hasn't really been much done when it comes to academic research regarding this space yet. So that's how I came to settle on this topic, specifically doing an equity analysis on name, image, and likeness in collegiate sports. Uh, wow. <laughs> we're going to take, uh, I don't know if we can, but we're going to try to take a deeper dive into your project after we come back from the break. But before we go, you know, all the things that you worked on in your sports management uh, component, um, I mean, here you are an undergraduate, you already have some real life hands-on experience and a lot of things that athletic directors, um, Many of us um, have no training. You talked about being retired. I've been retired for a couple of years, <laughs> but um, I think you could be a tremendous resource to ADs in this area of you know research and branding, et cetera, et cetera. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out from that aspect and pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Uh, email works, LinkedIn as well. So obviously, I'm sure my name will be posted somewhere where you can read it. But Lauren McKeegan on LinkedIn. You need the Michigan, type in Michigan after that. I'm sure I'll come up first. Um, email, you can reach me at lmckeeg, L-M-A-C-K-E-I-G, at umich, U-M-I-C-H dot E-D-U. Okay. And we'll give that information out again uh, at the end. But uh, we're going to take another quick break. We've been visiting with Lauren McKeegan, University of Michigan. And uh, as I said, we're going to take our um, last break, and we're going to hear about... Um, couple of our sponsors, but when we come back, we're going to hear about her uh, NIL research projects and how you can help out. This is Tech Tuesday on the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. 
As a head football coach, I used huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they loved the analytics. But huddle provided the tools to help our teams, our coaches, and all of our athletes play at the highest level. Huddle provides a complete professional-grade solution to the challenges that we face as athletic directors. Go to huddle.com. We believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets digitally, not just for your athletic events, but also for things like your school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Their mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all the teams, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. They're going to help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments on one of their digital touchscreen displays. Um, you can find a variety of sizes and templates that fit your needs and help you tell your school's story. You can find it all at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Lauren McKeegan, uh, research and teaching assistant at the University of Michigan. And uh, part of her capstone senior experience is a research project. And her topic is uh, NIL, name, image, and likeness. Lauren, you talked a little bit about the project. Uh, review for our listeners again, what it's all about, and then most importantly, how they can help, how they can get involved. Absolutely. So like I was talking about earlier, I ended up on this combination of equity study along with NIL after kind of thinking about NIL and being involved in the sport business world for a little while, and then taking an equity analytics class that was offered at the Ross School of Business here. Um, that professor that taught that class, Dr. Chris Ryder, is now my faculty advisor. And obviously the goal when at least thinking about equity and NIL is the overarching goal is to make some type of judgment on is this market equitable for student athletes? And there's already data out there that suggests different things. For example, women college, women college athletes have been doing very well when it comes to NIL. Um, and there's actually a lot of brands that say that they might prefer to work with a woman because they're more likely to be more attentive to their social media, make sure that the post looks exactly how it should, uh, and make sure the caption is engaging as opposed to some male athletes. So there's already some evidence out there based on data from Open Doors Influencer and some of those third-party apps that's saying like, it seems like this is working really well for women right now. Um, what I'm hoping to do is kind of look at a larger scale across race and gender and make some analyses on, okay, ultimately my idea of equity right now is let's look at the distribution of compensation across athletes and let's compare that to the population of student athletes. So if there is equity 
then we would see that the distribution of compensation is roughly equal to the distribution of athletes. And that's ultimately what I'd like to get down to in my research. There's a couple of other things too that have helped informed that there could be inequity in the market. One of them, for example, being past research done on the pay gap. So we know from past experiments and literature that women are less likely to negotiate for higher wages or raises than men in the workplace are. And obviously we're not in a, in a parallel situation with that right now, but there is somewhat of a negotiation aspect for some athletes as they get engaged with NIL. And so if that pattern still holds true now, that could also be leveling some type of inequity in the market. So I my main tool for data collection is a survey. And obviously that also comes with its own challenges between participant selection bias. If an athlete opts in to take the survey, they might have different traits than those that don't. Um, so there's definitely a level of intricacy when it comes to what conclusions I can really make with this and what I can't, especially considering it's an undergraduate research thesis. Um, so it's not like this is, you know, super heavily funded. It's not like I'm just able to, you know, swoop people into getting involved. Um, so there, there's, there's definitely a host of challenges that come with it. But ultimately, I want to be able to make some judgment on is the market equitable? And I also want to provide student athletes with some takeaways at the end that can help them better leverage themselves in the market and understand how they can guess that they're best get their footing if they want to be involved. Um, so that's kind of the motivation behind the research and just a quick recap of how I came together with equity and NIL. And yes, yeah, so I am my main tool for data collection is a survey. It just opened last week. Um, and I've been very fortunate in the sense that it's been very well accepted here at Michigan Athletics. I know our um, student athlete advisory committee's president and she, Sierra Brooks, she's been phenomenal with helping get this out. Um, she's helped me get it sent out to the broader student base at Michigan, and she's even letting me come present at their student athlete, athlete advisory committee to get all of their members to take it as well. And that's been kind of the approach that I've been taking when doing cold emails and reaching out to conferences and schools is, could you get me in touch with someone from your student athlete advisory committee? Because ultimately my belief is like, I all the compliance people in the world can say no because they don't want to give out athlete information. I totally get it. But ultimately, my goal is to provide something of value to student athletes. And so I'd like for them to be the judges of whether or not they want to get their student bases involved. So that's been my main tactic with reaching out. Um, LinkedIn has also been awesome. That's gotten a lot of reach. I've been posting about it on LinkedIn, trying to get the survey out. But if there's any listeners who want to get involved, want to hear more, want their athletes to take the survey, I would be more than happy to help facilitate that. They can reach out to me at my email, lmcheague at umich.edu, L-M-A-C-K-I-G at umich.edu. And I would be more than happy to provide the informed consent sheet, send them a link to the survey. Um, I don't have a easily shareable link through this medium, especially because I'm trying to make sure that I'm not getting, you know, spam responses from the internet or anything like that. So I have a link that has to be shared individually, um, but I would love to share that. You can also visit my LinkedIn. There's a post that on there. I have a website for the research. Um, actually, let me see if I can pull up that website link really quick, and I can share that. It's a little bit well, long. No, while you're doing that, uh, again, that that makes perfect sense. And again, that link for the research project is on your LinkedIn profile. So uh, yes. again, listeners, you know, check that out, Lauren McKeegan. 
Uh, I'm going to guess that that the actual link is is probably quite a few characters, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so the easiest way would definitely be to just search up my name on LinkedIn, and it's the um, like pinned post on my profile, so it should be easy to get to. But if for some reason you really want to type it into your browser from me saying it, it's the Google site, so sites.google.com backslash umich.edu backslash nil thesis backslash survey. But yeah, definitely easier to go to my LinkedIn page and just click that there. And you'll also get a brief rundown of the study um, as well as see who's engaged with it and some comments from some other people as well. Okay. Well, no, again, it, it sounds tremendously interesting. And even if you you know cannot participate in the study, I think you've got a great resource here uh, from someone just you know starting their journey, uh, hopefully going to stay with the athletic a- uh, aspect of it uh, for us. Lauren, uh, one more time, just go ahead and give out that email um, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. My email is lmcteague at umich.edu, L-M-A-C-K-E-I-G at umich, U-M-I-C-H dot edu. Lauren McKeegan, University of Michigan. Uh, Thanks for sharing with us on Tech Tuesday. All the best with the research project. And uh, keep us posted. You know, let us know, uh, you know, how you're doing and and what the uh, what uh, sort of results came out of your research. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be re- publishing something that's pretty finalized towards the end of April. So you can definitely find that on my LinkedIn when that's ready to go. Okay, very cool. For our uh, listeners, we do this every week and also just about every day for new content. We also post our Zoom recordings on the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next Tuesday for more tech tips and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Before we go, we do want to say thanks to Final Forms. Um, Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration. But there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physical deadlines, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to someone who's walked in your shoes, someone who gets it. For more information, go to finalforms.com slash jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Typically, athletic directors only hear from that 2% that want to gripe about your program. And we need to hear from that 2%. But we also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support our program because that's a tremendously valuable tool to share with that squeaky wheel parent um, or your principal or your school board um, about all the positive aspects that your athletic program provides. Once again, go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. One more time, thanks again for listening to this episode of Tech Tuesday on the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, Don't forget to check out our sponsors. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.